Lamont, did you watch the news? No. <laughs> Didn't you see the weather report? No. Lamont, it's going to be raining men. Hallelujah, <laughs> it's raining men. <laughs> I'm Lamont, and I'm a man. And I'm Leah. I'm not a man. <laughs> and, and you're tuning into the, the Lamont and, and Leah podcast. podcast. Hey, Leah, it's been a busy day for me, but it's beautiful outside. It's great to see you, and I'm so excited to be talking to you and your fiance, Patrick. Um, you guys might remember Patrick from episode 11 on mm -hmm. um, plants honoring Earth Week. And I'm going to introduce you to my new friend who I haven't talked to in a while, mm -hmm. um, but his name is Matt Ada. Okay. So today we're going to talk about um, what it means or the messages that we received about being a man mm -hmm. and how that translated into our adult experiences and ways we can be mindful to be more in touch with our emotions. Okay, interesting. Uh, let's let's go grab our guests. All right, let's go get them. Welcome, Patrick. We are so glad you're able to return. And Hello. We have my friend Matt Ada with us today, and I haven't seen him in almost a decade. All right. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for coming on today and being willing to talk with us. Of course, of course. All right, are you guys ready to jump into our main topic? Oh, before we do that, before we do that, um, can you guys please introduce yourselves to our listener and viewer audience? Hi, I'm Patrick. I'm Leia's fiance, and I am a man with feelings. <laughs> I got some good feelings. <laughs> good feelings are great. Damn, Patrick, way to raise the bar there. Uh, so I'm Matt. Uh, I've been Lamont's friend for 15 years. And um, I have feelings, but they're hidden and lost. And uh, yeah, they're there somewhere. Ireland. Yay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you both can come on today and talk with us. So if everyone's ready, let's go ahead and jump into our main topic with our first question. So growing up, what was your impression of what it meant to be a man? And what messages did you guys receive? Mm. Uh, Matthew, would you go first? <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I'll take the lead on that one. All right, so uh, growing up, uh, at least in my household, uh, my impression on what it means to be a man that my dad taught me was you are supposed to be the stronger person like in an instance if you're in a relationship the man is supposed to be the rock the man is supposed to be the the person that's not gonna break down and cry if something traumatic happens the man is supposed to be there solid and and clear-minded all the time with a plan of action and a strategy on where we're going to go in life. Now, <clears throat> I also happen to know that my mom, trying to interject her own way, growing up, wanted me to be 
more of a touchy-feely man and uh, open up, but that that never worked out. So, um, yeah, I I always grew up just knowing that men are supposed to not cry. Men are supposed to not be in pain. Men are supposed to not have uh, touchy-feely emotions. We're just supposed to be there and run the show and, and play the game and win. And that's kind of the basics of what I was taught growing up. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of men's experiences. Oh, right. We really weren't taught well, who's to be a man and how because I was an only child and my parents were like, oh, you do what you want. It's <laughs> like, okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I guess to just be responsible and watch out for your family. I guess not much uh, gender emphasis at my house. They just wanted me to do my chores. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> so that's nice. Like there wasn't a lot of like, I expect you to behave like this, but were there other ideas from other people or friends? What like a boy should do versus like what a girl should do and eventually leading up into being a man? Um, yeah, I mean, I never really paid much attention to those gender roles, though. <laughs> so I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. No, I mean, he, I mean, I know Patrick personally, we're in the same house right now. So <laughs> I can speak to say that like, he's uh like grew up like lucky in a household where they respected that guys are you know also have feelings and emotions so um i think he yeah he was lucky in that regard <laughs> yeah i would yeah. i would doodle and do a lot of drawings and nobody told me not to, you know mm -hmm. they uh encouraged me to be creative and stuff so now i do it for a living and that's nice <laughs> mm -hmm. they didn't say don't do that uh it's feminine to be creative or whatever so yeah my uh, parents were very very great and i'm very blessed <laughs> yeah. yeah so for me i grew up with a matriarch so mm -hmm. the women definitely allowed me to be myself but i was really femmy growing up and the whole world knew it there was no <laughs> there was no hiding it so the world really tried to socialize me into fitting into that role of a man if it wasn't um my friends it was their fathers or it was my uncles or someone always saying something trying to get me to conform to the ideas of what they thought would be best so i could survive because in the 90s <laughs> it was a different time and a different way of being so um i was i was messages that i received were men are not allowed to cry or express themselves or even talk about their feelings they can only talk about like good feelings and nothing like bad right um 
I was not a sports kid whatsoever. I actually didn't develop lo my love for sports until high school when I started doing different things in PE, like volleyball, which technically volleyball is not thought of as a guy sports, but our guy volleyball team, varsity team, dominated and were really amazing. And I, I didn't get to play, but like I liked the game um, and stuff. And like I like some other racket sports, like badminton, which I don't think is considered a guy sport either, but... I enjoy it. Um, that means awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't that like the football, basketball kind of guy. I eventually learned to like those things and like what positions I was good at. Um, but it wasn't really my forte. And then um, muscles was a thing, right? Like guys need to have muscles and like be like all built and hard so they can protect their people uh, and stuff. And so I had muscles, like people would always comment on my muscles, but I didn't think I had muscles, but whatever. Um, but yeah. just didn't know they were there. Yeah. Oh, this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you there mean was... the beach ball over there? <laughs> but I, I feel like there was a lot of boxes. There was a lot of boxes of that were not checked, for me at least, of what it meant to be a man. And so the message that a lot of the message I received growing up is I'm not man enough and I need to be man enough. I, well, I... That was back in the 90s, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? Have you seen movies from the 90s? They did not age well. <laughs> They did not. <laughs> um, I was going to say, like, I'm not a guy, but, like, I heard all of these things that you guys were talking about from, like, my mom. She's like, oh, yeah, this is how a guy should act if you're looking for a man, but don't date. You know? Typical Polynesian. <laughs> um, <laughs> bring home the good ones, but date the bad ones. <laughs> like, don't bring home anyone, actually. <laughs> don't do that but make sure you're married and have children but don't you know what i mean so like these are all things that i heard and these are all things that i heard being told to like my brothers and stuff but also they were told that they need to be kind and nice and i was like how are you expecting people to be kind and nice if they're not allowed to feel anything <laughs> even as a kid i was just like what the hell you're honest on that. <laughs> you know, the, the whole uh, chivalry thing, right? Um, mm -hmm. We were always gentlemen. We are raised to be gentlemen. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was always, you know, you open doors for ladies. You, you know, introduce yeah. yourself. You shake a firm hand uh, when you're introducing yourself. Um, you look at people in the eyes when you're talking to them. And you do, you know, your, your standard of, being a man or a gentleman is, mm -hmm. is up here, but anything below that, you're just a guy, you know, at yeah. that point, or you're, yeah, being yeah. Rude, or you're being inconsiderate, but same thing. Like, yeah, we're, we were taught to be hard or cold hearted or uh, tough and, and not showing feelings, but at the same time, you're supposed to be a gentleman and, you know, open doors and open car doors, shut car doors, you know, pull out a chair for a lady or you know let them walk in first let them go up first you know what what have you so it's like to keep the whole rule book in your head at all times <laughs> and then 
to have no feelings about it too on the side. Yeah. It's like, oh well, I was just told to do this my whole life, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to do it. But as far as uh, like messages I've received, like so, like you said, uh, Patrick, you know, it's not the '90s anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I've, oh, thank God. <laughs> I've done the the well. I've I've met women now that are, are empowered and you know good for them. Great, they're strong and, and they're going for their careers. But now being a gentleman and opening a door for a woman sometimes is insulting to them. So I've had actually I've had random women in the you know the streets like me and my wife are walking into a restaurant and I hold the door open for my wife and I let the woman behind her walk in as well trying to be a gentleman they'll like lash out at me like I can open my own door like I'm looking at them like damn like you're welcome please you could go ahead and walk out the door for you like damn but (laughs) like I have to change like it's not weird where it's like not expected of nice gentlemen and open doors for women but at the same time like we also get criticized sometimes uh, i hear it being said all the time like what happened to chivalry where are the gentlemen in the world it's like well part of it is women didn't want us to take that lead and open doors for them and shut car doors for them or pull out their chair because they've also been now formed to understand no they can do all this stuff for themselves and we've all known this that you could do it for yourself we've known you can do it for yourself it's just disgusting and i think that's somewhere that got lost mm-hmm. <laughs> in translation somewhere mm-hmm. but yeah it's, it's weird how times do kind of change shift on where being a man or gentleman stands and and where it's socially acceptable Mm-hmm. Man, nobody's ever given me crap for have, holding a door open for them. Holy sh! That's, give that's give just, it time. Give it that's time. That's where we it, live, though. Patrick. Wow, it, it will happen. Come, come to LA. Like, it will happen. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, <laughs> we live in a we live in a place where like Hawaii's like main thing is supposed to be like caring for others. So like you see people go out of their way to do things for everyone else, like time <laughs> and it's not so a gender it, role thing everybody does yeah, something yeah. for everybody usually yeah. it's very nice and usually people will get crap if they're seen doing stuff they're not supposed to for the most part like not everyone but like there's a large majority of people so i think again we're fortunate <laughs> yeah um a lot of that stuff is brought to you by tv mostly and not like the people that raise you a lot of that toxic shit like oh men have to be uncaring and girls will like you more if you don't show any interest or whatever like that kind of stuff's super toxic <laughs> but here's body the spray. Thing. Oh. yeah, here's yeah. The thing. <laughs> literally the world, toxic. the world still buys into that right Absolutely. there's lots of men who act that way and believe they have to act that way to have what they have. Oh, and then there's the the female actress who's told, oh, you got a swoon now. And she's like, whoa, that guy who didn't look at me is so fucking sexy. Like, <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, swore a bit. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is just on by toxic media outlets. <laughs> 
For sure, absolutely. As as most of everyone's views and, and point of views and perspectives on anything we go through in life, um, it's mostly going to be through your social media outlets, TV shows, uh, interviews, you know, on like Conan or Ellen, you know, whatever. It's we watch, you know, our favorite actors or actresses because we're usually in all of them or impressed by them or we just like their damn movies. They're good movies. But part of us likes to see them as a as a person. So when they're interviewing, that's our usual most perfect prime opportunity to see them as a person, not as a character. And we'll watch those and be like, oh, you know what? He he portrays that he does this for like his wife or whatever or his friends, or whatever. And I would like to also portray that as well. So we idolize these people and try to set what they're doing in their personal lives as a standard and somehow that also becomes a reflection on us on what we're doing for ourselves or our friends and family as well yeah like does Dwayne the Rock Johnson ever sit down for 10 minutes or is it just straight up at three in the morning two hours at the gym and then like four raw eggs straight to his first movie set and then the second movie set and then an interview about his success and then <laughs> that's his day and i feel <laughs> inadequate <laughs> so four I, eggs I, more like eight <laughs> eggs patrick come on bro he no, eats it's, four it's ostrich four, eggs it's four ostrich eggs per drink it's, yeah. not per, per <laughs> it's per, per, per drink. and then he crutches like, the glass against his head and it's just like i felt nothing and then he, he goes back like to being successful. Like that. Crazy. <laughs> um, so perfect example then. Uh, I'm going to use that, Patrick. So Wayne <laughs> Johnson, actually, like for me, I idolize him a little bit. Aside from the muscle, I would love to look like that. Never going to happen because I'm way too lazy to work out. But <laughs> um, as a father, he is actually a very good father. Um, and he, I follow him on Instagram. And I met him at a damn event for Monster Energy at one point. And dude was super chill, super nice, and super generous. And at the end of the day, he was like, hey, you know what? This is cool. I, I'm not going to hang out with you guys tonight. I got to go home and be with my daughter. We're going to watch some Disney movies or whatever. And he does that. He makes it a point to spend time with his daughter at the end of the day when he's home to watch movies and just whatever she wants. And he devotes all that time for her specifically so i I wish i saw more of that i don't see that i see like i don't follow him i just see like the initial super successful image that they put out of him and i'd like to see more of his actual humanity like that because we're only seeing like the pinnacle of success most of the time with these people and then we feel inadequate about ourselves like and it's not just Dwayne Johnson was just an example. He's a cool dude, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We love Uncle Dwayne. <laughs> Uncle Dwayne. Yep. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's a really great example because I, at least from some of the guys that I've talked to, um, or I shouldn't say, that, that sounded too friendly. Some of the men I've interacted with, <laughs> um, I've really gotten the impression that they feel that oh, in order to be this big masculine man that people respect and stuff, I can't 
also be this kind, caring man who loves my family and does whatever. Um, and I think, I think The Rock is like a really good example of that because like Matt said, that that's also what I see on, cause I follow him on social media as well. And it is nice to see. And I think that is a great, like proof of concept that it's possible Absolutely. to be this big masculine in charge guy, but also allow yourself to like love, be loved, show love, spread kindness. Yeah, and it's also okay to be a not masculine guy and touch with your feelings and knowing what you're feeling and thinking and communicating that. Mm-hmm. I, but I mean, I'm going to be a little controversial here, Lamont. Okay. Oh, uh-oh. Okay. Think of the ratings, babe. I know the ratings. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so for your example, Lamont, you said, oh, it's good for i mean it's okay for a guy to not be hyper masculine whatever i think at least in today's whatever i feel like guys who are not masculine are a little more accepted of being that way nowadays and like it's like there's more support for them yeah um whereas a a guy who is masculine i still feel like they struggle to be allowed to express themselves yeah. in any Agreed. other way that isn't like, oh. <laughs> Agreed. No, I, I'm right there with you, Leia. Um, there is a lot of support nowadays for the metrosexual male, right? Mm-hmm. Like that whole movement. Like, I'm not sure if it's still a term, but like <laughs> it, it started as a whole like like I'm metrosexual. Like I might be a man, but I like to look good, I like to smell good, and deal with it kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Metrosexual just means that um, you're not gay, but you like to be feminine. What is it? No, 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 not feminine. It's just like you like to do your hair. Like masculine guys like to do their hair too, but like they may not spend as much time on their hair as a metro guy, right? Um, Some metro guys really take care of their nails and their eyebrows and um, wear like 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 look. They moisturize their skin, making sure their skin's moisturized. They might wear a face mask and they're still straight. They still like women, but they just take care of themselves in that way. And they're okay with it and they want the world to deal with it. So there's lots of support um, or understanding that like this is a man too now. I was I was just Googling metrosexual. It's not a thing anymore. It can't not be a thing. We can't. Well, I mean, it's it. it's like not used. <laughs> any, it's not used anymore. <laughs> we canceled. Said, we don't like, need this anymore. They have we other, canceled their asses. They have other words for it now. <laughs> we have discovered that metrosexuals got canceled. They're not a thing anymore. No, they're not canceled. The term is just not used anymore. So, so what I'm, is the new term? There's, there is no new term. There's no like it's new not. term. It's just a guy. No. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of. That's kind of interesting. So that kind of gives me a little bit of hope, right? Like, because in our culture, we have to label everything. Everything has to have, like, a label, right? I know. I, mean, I, I hate that. I hate that. Labels are bad. They make us think differently about each other. We should just so, all be humans. <laughs> so the metrosexual has gotten, like, I guess so, like, normalized, maybe, in today's society, where we don't have to say, oh, like, that's a metrosexual male. It's just, that's a man. Well, that's a male, maybe. Yeah, this is a guy who likes to, I don't know, shower. Feel good. Feel good. <laughs> That's, he's just that kind of guy. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, so it's next. Yeah. Just all a, right. a hot, so a hot topic speaking, enthusiast. Speaking of like all of the hyper masculine males that have a hard time struggling and communicating their feelings, are there ever times where you, Patrick, and you, Matt, struggle to communicate all your feelings? Uh, yeah, people don't let me do that <laughs> when I try sometimes because. Oh, you're engaged now, Patrick. It, it, a lot of that's going to change. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I try to bring up things about people's uh, health and my feelings about it, but people are like, oh, well, you see, Yahoo told me that that thing you told me is wrong, and so you shouldn't talk anymore right now. And I'm like, well, that food you're eating is going to kill you in 20 years, <laughs> or less, way less, maybe, and uh, it makes me feel bad about it. And they're just like, no, 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 no. That's scary. And I don't want to think about that. So stop talking. <laughs> and that makes me incredibly upset because if I'm trying to protect people I love by just saying, hey, maybe switch to this instead of this, it's not that hard. But um, uh, things like that people don't want to talk about. <laughs> and that Let's makes clarify. me feel bad. <laughs> Just to clarify, he's not talking about me. <laughs> no. no, Leia listens to me. She's the only one sometimes. <laughs> so I think I think Patrick, when something like that happens, I think it needs to like the 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 this conversation needs to switch, right? So, um, because yes, the topic might be like this food's unhealthy for you, and it might kill you in a few years. It's like, hey, like. I understand you don't want to hear this. However, the most important message that I need you to hear from me right now is I'm concerned about your health. I'm concerned about your well-being. Even though you may not be ready to have this conversation, that's how I feel. And when you try to shut me down because you're not ready for it, that really impacts me in a negative Definitely. way, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I always try to emphasize that it's just me being a concerned, you know, loving member of the family. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> and then Facebook bans me for it too sometimes, and I'm not allowed to <laughs> like people's stuff anymore. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean you're not allowed to like people's that's stuff? That's not feelings, Patrick. That's opinions. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm sharing stuff I found on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I need social media influences yet again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. So, so Leia, you're saying it's opinions. Patrick, are you saying it's feelings? I have feelings and opinions. I'm a but you're sharing your opinion. <laughs> complex guy. <laughs> I have feelings about those opinions. <laughs> All right. So that's where the conversation probably needs to be on the feelings versus more of the opinions. Yeah. Aren't, aren't feelings and opinions kind of the same thing? Don't they ride that same line where your feelings are pretty much based off of your opinion? Yeah. And when you give them to someone else, that someone else may be hearing just your opinions and less your feelings. I think just because you say, up. I feel this way, you can still be telling them your opinion, which everyone's opinions are biased on some level. So... How do you, you know, dictate 
is it just that feeling like, hey, just so you know, this hurts me when you do this and this and this. I would say that's a feeling where if you tell someone, if you keep going down this path with eating this food, it eventually is going to shorten your, your time span. That's a, an opinion rather than it is a feeling. So it's kind of a, a rough, rocky road that you have to kind of coordinate down when you're trying to communicate that to someone. Patch, um, um, Matt, I think you hit it well on the head. Like that first example was a perfect example of a feeling, right? And then that second example was a perfect example of opinion, even though they do kind of mix and interchange a little bit. Um, I, I definitely heard the communication, but maybe also I'm going to school for psychology, so maybe my ears trained to pick up stuff like that. Um, so maybe I'm just like blessed, but like to me, like that, that was a big difference. So. And a lot of people don't stop and try to take that in consideration when they're communicating mm-hmm. something to other people. And then also on top of that, Everyone has different um, hearing curves or triggers. So a lot of, we'll say guys, a lot of guys will, well, we use this term all the time. You hear it all the time, you know, selective hearing, right? So guys, we're going to typically hear selective words, triggers that that's going to hit our hearing. And we're like, ah, yeah, I remember that. Where women will hear other trigger words. But it could be the same damn conversation, but they heard two completely different outcomes of that conversation. Yes, so how they receive it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like great example, I took my wife to the doctor for the first time is to the VA and the damn doctor straight up sat there and told both of us. I looked at him like kind of pissed off. So it was like, really, dude, like I've been seeing you for 10 years and now you want to sit down now that my wife's here and tell me that you're concerned about my health. I was just like, you've never told me this before. Now that she's here, you want to tell me this? Like, screwing up my life right now. Like, damn it. But yeah, he was like, I want you to go back to therapy. I want you to talk to somebody. I want you to stop smoking. He's like, and he starts listing all this stuff. And I'm looking at him like, where was this like 10 years ago? Like, right? where, where was I, I was still smoking. Hell, I was smoking more then. Like, <laughs> and I stopped doing cigarettes, and now I'm just vaping. But now he's like, yeah, that's still bad for you? And I was like, yeah, I know it's, it's the lesser of two evils is the way I look at it. Yeah. You know? And the doctor's like, no, no, it's still really bad. I was like, yeah, it's bad for me. I don't care too much about my health. But I do know secondhand smoke is a thing, and that's bad for the people around me, and I care more about them than I do me. So that's like, the vaping. Because there's no secondhand vape. I was like, no one's heard of that yet. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a thing. <laughs> it, could, it could be a thing, but we don't know that yet. Just like in the, the 40s, they knew smoking was bad for you, but they didn't know standing around someone smoking would get you more lung cancer than the person actually smoking it. Yeah. There's some of that there's some of that masculinity you were taught, I think. You care more about the people around you than yourself. Well, Eh, kind of. we'll, we'll, we'll blame it on that, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I because I got I got vape shamed at a, a monster event. It was a, it's the uh, that was it. You got vape shamed at a monster event. <laughs> that is the most at a monster event. <laughs> so it, she wasn't yelling at me for the five monsters I drink in a day. She was yelling at me because I was vaping. It blew my mind, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, lady, you're giving me." your opinion like i don't care 
you're gonna walk away right now and i'm still gonna hit this bait because it has my nicotine it makes me feel good um but yeah she she finally got to the root of why i vape instead of cigarettes and i told her because i don't care about my health like in my head or to my feelings i wasn't supposed to be alive this long i intended and was pretty damn sure i was gonna die in iraq i'm not here in the states from vape so i was just like yeah, no, like, I don't care about my health. I'm concerned about the people around me instead because that's my wife and daughter. I don't want my daughter, she's 10 months old, to have, you know, lung cancer later on because I smoke cigarettes. Even if it's not around her, you know, the, the, the clothes or around the house or the car, whatever, you know, she can still pick up that for the next month. So I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't, don't not worry about me because there's that concern about me. That will pay off the house. So, that I'm good, but uh, yeah, I, that that was actually a good example too of her opinion on my actions and my mm-hmm. health. Even though she meant to voice her concerns, because she cared, even though she has no clue who I am and I'll never meet her again. It was it was the weirdest thing, but it happened. And then I was just like, after that, she walked away. Or we drove away. I forgot what happened. I took the longest drag of my vape. Like, so frustrated, like, lady, like, how dare you just, like, yeah. tell me how to live my life? It all went dark <laughs> after that. Go ahead, Leia. Oh, what was I going to say? I-, I laughed too hard, and now I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Blood rush. Oh, Lamont, we need to do a whole other episode on, like, the different ways of communicating like that. Because I think that might be really useful. It's been brought up in a few different episodes. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think Leia, we we have a um, communication is important coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we planned it. Especially how communication, <laughs> especially how communication is different in person versus online, and how online you're getting like a third of the communication experience, and words get lost in translation, and feelings get hurt. And people unfriend each other when really they agree about 99% of everything. <laughs> That's why I hate communicating through text message or email. <laughs> because sometimes it's hard to read the words, like how they meant that conversation to go down. Whereas like verbally, I can at least hear a tone or hear their personality come across. You know, different. And then face to face, you get your visual communication too, because you can see the, the look on their face, their disappointment or their excitement, whatever. So you get a, a lot more uh, to take in from communicating, communicating face-to-face or, you know, um, through Teams or what is it, Zoom. And uh, it goes a long way. I mean, there's, Lamont, you covered it in uh, psychology. The, uh, like, I think it's like five different types of communicating. You have verbal, yeah, sign verbal, language, nonverbal. body language. Stuff like that I didn't, I didn't pay attention to school <laughs> yeah so yeah you're right there's um verbal non-verbal there is um facial expressions and body um movement or body um language um we use a lot to communicate there's written written communication right um so there's there's lots of different ways to communicate but um matt i don't think you got to share like ways some things that you want to communicate but you might struggle with communicating so what works best for me is drink a lot a lot of alcohol to the point where like 
I'm just blackout drunk and then call him on crying and uh, <laughs> unload all my feelings. Usually that, that works out pretty well. And then I don't remember it. So it makes me feel masculine while I wake up. I, you know, I didn't start feeling according to my recollection. And then uh, I could just move on with the day. Um, that's one method. Super not healthy method. Super not healthy. Yeah. I actually do think that happened once in our twenties. Only one time though. <laughs> it was. I think it was. That was the night uh, I realized I didn't want to be single anymore. Uh, yeah, because I was just like on a rampage for a year dating women, and and uh, it was still very lonely. Even though I was like with another woman like every week, but. At the end of the day, I'm still alone, and I think I, I told you about that. And I was like, "Damn, this sucks!" Like, I don't think I want this lifestyle anymore. Um, but on a uh, healthier version of uh, ways, I found to let out emotions. Um, so there's you can let out emotions without actually feeling anybody. Um, you have your your physical outlets, your positive outlets to let out emotions. So it's, you have a lot of anger or sadness or pity or whatever you don't even have to voice them share them with a person you could actually just go exercise or do the whole um kind of meditation thing write it on a note meditate on what you wrote down and then burn the damn note and just let it be and let it out into the universe and, and uh, dissolve in itself um but if you feel like you're trying to get sympathy from somebody then yeah you probably want to talk to somebody um usually it's it should be someone you either trust that you can confide in or someone that you know is not going to turn around and just blurt all your information or the next person that walks by and then everyone knows, like, oh, you have so many issues, you're needy or whatever. And um, that's probably like one of the healthier ways to do it. Or if you don't feel comfortable letting someone in that you're close to, um, I utilize the VA all the damn time because I don't know them. I get a different doctor every damn time. Um, and uh, I can just like let them know like my fears, my worries, like the mm -hmm. nightmares I've been having or night terrors and just tell them all this stuff that's just on my mind that weighs me down. Stuff I don't share with my wife that I probably should, but I don't because I know her and I know like if I share it with her, then it's going to make her worry about me and then it's just a vicious circle going around and I'd rather not put that weight on her and I'll put it on my doctor instead and let him deal with it because that's literally what he gets paid for. And uh, <laughs> there's different outlets. Um, mm -hmm. And there's definitely, definitely support groups out there. Um, like when I, I went to AA for a while. Um, I want to say that was before our Halloween party when I got drunk, Lamont. That was... <laughs> before i mean it, it turns out i'm not an alcoholic so we're good um <laughs> but um i went to aa and in that circle of of mostly i think men and and they were all older gentlemen so they all had that that hardcore upbringing of you don't you know cry you don't share emotions kind of vibe to them but they all did because mm -hmm. it was acceptable in that circle it was yeah. it was okay in that safe environment to let go, to open up, to let people know and let people in on your feelings and where you're at in your life, even though I don't know any of them personally and I don't talk to any of them anymore. Mm -hmm. But that one instance helped 
you know, like it made me realize where I was in my life and what I need to do to improve my life and take their examples and their errors, their flaws, their mistakes they've made. And I get to take those on my own and fix it before it becomes a mistake, before it becomes the same thing they did 30 years prior. So, yeah. I think that, yeah. That was a great answer. No, that was good. And I think you brought up a really good point that I was going to mention later, but why not now? Um, I think it's really important for guys to have a group of probably guys to like hang out and talk with that allow them to express themselves in good ways. Called a bar. (laughs) Sometimes. Whatever works. Whatever works. Um, It could be Um, Friday Night Magic. Um, cause I think Wilmot, we had another guest and I cannot remember who it was. Ugh, I can't remember which, which episode it was. We have so many now, um, where he was telling us about how he had to get some new friends because he had friends that would like literally tease him when he would bring up stuff that was happening in his life. They're like, right. Oh, why are you talking about that? Who cares? And I was just like, okay, I'm so glad you're telling us that you got a new group of friends because that is not, that's not okay. And like people got to stick together. People got to be there for others. And like, even though I'm not like the biggest, like gender role sort of person, I think there is something really special about like men being there for men, women being there for women, you know, it's just like a different type of like level of understanding mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really special. <laughs> yeah, I think. And it's... if it's a bar, it's a bar, man. Whatever. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, have you ever noticed though, bartenders are like the best listeners ever. I've never gotten right? to talk to one. Oh, I. I that's so when I they get it. your drink wrong. Well, I, you're going to the wrong bar. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> I used to go to the same bar, same time, just about every other day. Once again, not an alcoholic. Just, I had to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there were days I would go and I wouldn't even drink. I would drink water and talk to the bartender. Because at the time, like I had no friends. I was in Texas. And um, it was the only like routine I could regularly do that kept me kind of grounded in life and and everything else I was going through. And I just unleashed all my problems on the bartender. And I, we knew each other on a first-name basis. And um, it, was, it was like the coolest thing ever, though, because I would just sit there, and we'd just chill. And he would serve, you know, other people's drinks come by, we'd just shoot shit and talk, and, and then just go go on with our days and whatever. I'd, you know, spend an hour or two hours there and see him in a couple more days and repeat. It was kind of like soothing, in a sense. But at the same time, like, I had that almost bond where, like, hey, I have this friend I could rely on mm-hmm. solely just to let emotions out and walk away and be cool. And he he knew it, too, because like, I, I think I straight up asked him. I was, like, very blunt about it. I told him, like, the first night I went in, ordered a drink, and I was just like, hey, man, I don't have friends. I'm not from around here. It's cool if I come here every day and just talk. He's like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll be here. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I let him know what my intent was. I, I tried communicating that to him, but he wasn't just like, "Oh man, this is weird." He comes in every day, unloads all his feelings on me. Like, <laughs> communicated right off the bat. Like, this is my intent. I'm gonna come here. It's close. It's local, and I'm not gonna get lost. And if I drink too much, I can walk home. Like, yeah, very convenient. But um, 
awesome. Yeah. No, Leah, I just I just wanted to um talk about what you just talked about about like there's something very special about like men getting together and sharing and being vulnerable with other men. Mm-hmm. Um it's actually a beautiful thing. Like for me, maybe it's my psychologist brain and then my pansexual brain is stop. Like this is a friend. They're not like trying to get you to fall in love with them. So like there's that battle going on too, right? But um <laughs> no cuz like yeah, I know. I know. Matt, you're very We had a whole we had a whole uh <laughs> But um no, like there's too. something there's something very unique and beautiful about it. And I actually love being there for many men. Unfortunately, they're straight men. So, like, if you guys know any like pansexual, bi, or gay men, send them my way. Um, do you think? Do you think it makes a difference if there's attraction like that? Are no. those types of settings different for you if you're like attracted to them? Because uh, I don't. I don't. Think I, if so. if I were in a group of women, I would feel a little less willing to share. I think because of being nervous, I guess, about what they'd think of me. Um, simply because they're not the same gender or whatever. Right. I, I think I think being the same gender, even though like they're straight, so like I can share things with them too, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they get it, and like they'll try to give some advice or what advice they can. Being like they may not experience it the same way I experience it, right? But I think me, me being able to be there for them and listen to them, and because I'm going into um, fa- ma- fair, oh, sorry, family and marriage therapy, like I have tons of great advice. Um, but also like there's just something like like I, I'm able to maintain those boundaries where it's like, oh, like am I like something might start staring, like, oh man, I feel really close to this person right now. I do feel really close to them, but we're friends and it's okay. And calm down. <laughs> it's kinda it's just kinda like that. Like so I'm able to maintain those boundaries and it's not weird at all. For me. Highly pro- good professionalism on your part, yeah. I guess. I guess yeah. it helps. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't see as, I don't see nearly as many people. I'm the hermit who stay inside. Other people come over, I'm like, ah, people? <laughs> I have to well, talk about life. There's the question now, now for that you. We have our own house. I think she doesn't want to leave it. <laughs> but um, there's the question for you then, Patrick, because you are completely different from the other two guys that we're talking to right now. Um, what are some things that you have learned that help you communicate better or express better? What what was that? What was the question? Express yourself better. There you go. Because, um, I mean, we got a bar over here and over here we have Friday night magic whatever. <laughs> mm. So, like, <laughs> self-proclaimed hermit in the middle. <laughs> uh. I guess just knowing that the person's gonna not leave in my life because growing up in Hawaii, everybody leaves eventually. So it's hard to maintain long-term relationships because most people leave. And it's hard to really invest in a friendship if I know it's going to go away. (laughs) So um, if I know that that person isn't just going to leave, (laughs) helps. If it's like a person who lives nearby and we can be friends for long term. Uh, yeah, because I'm not good at communicating over electronics. I want full communication one on one with people. And when they move, I usually tend to like not talk to people anymore. Yeah. And they don't, you know, I'm waiting for phone calls too. it's a two way street. So <laughs> um, 
yeah it helps to know people care <laughs> otherwise i'm wasting my breath <laughs> and uh you know yeah it helps to have people in your life that wants to be there and that will make the effort to be there like in the bar that guy was there for you and in the groups those people are there for each other and they're dedicated and that's what i also want but um yeah i guess i just through friends right and not professional settings because um, i don't want to riddle in prescription <laughs> well okay you never so know you, what it, you never know what they're gonna freaking prescribe me with <laughs> okay so patrick you need to go watch our episode um psychiatry versus psychiatry or psychology or whatever whatever we called it whatever you can go to psychology and not get prescriptions. Like you can go to a psychologist and not get prescriptions, share your feelings. I know, I know. And work through yeah. stuff, right? Okay, I just wanna make sure I mean, like, yeah. we're clear, we're clear. But the prescriptions are fun. <laughs> There's another point of view on it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's, let's take a break and then let's come back to wrap this up. All right, so unfortunately, Matt was not able to join us for this activity. However, um, I have a really cool activity that I'm gonna share with everyone right now. So Leia sent this to me. I just kind of wanted to talk about this really quick. So men to need to know it's okay. Um, and it says to talk about their feelings, to ask for help, to break down, to cry, to need support, to be vulnerable, to go to therapy. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts and feelings on this? Uh, we have emotions for a reason and suppression of that is stupid and not worth mentioning. <laughs> mm -hmm. Suppression of emotion needs to end and it will <laughs> well it will end with us teaching our kids that it's okay to connect to your feelings to name those feelings and to talk about them with people who do matter like their family um but yeah leah what are your thoughts on 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 all this um okay so i'm gonna bring in the feminist agenda ah, i'm blind <laughs> no. Um, so a lot of people when they think of feminism they think of like oh woman power oh i want you be big you know, woman more important Ooh, i hate men <laughs> but um i feel like that is really just uh not feminism <laughs> fringe extremism <laughs> yeah i think that's taking a concept and ignoring everything else except one little point is oh i am woman i am different than men <laughs> i think that this image shows a whole other side of feminism that a lot of people forget about and that is allowing men to express themselves in these ways to need support to cry to ask for help to talk about their feelings because the concept of feminism is supposed to be equality on all fronts, regardless of gender. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. And so I think it's the responsibility of not only guys to know that it's okay that, you know, they can feel feelings, but for women to be there for them 
to be that way. Yeah, and encourage them, like to let them know that they're safe with them and they're not gonna get beat up emotionally for unloading or unpacking or sharing their concerns or their worries or their fears. Mm-hmm. They don't always have to be that knight in shining armor or be on that white horse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of, and so this whole, okay, this whole episode has been very, very like med women, but of course we're still holding space for our, our trans friends, our non-binary friends all over the spectrum um wherever you identify with you also fit in here i think just today's topic is really focusing on the concept of like cis male sort of emotions yeah yeah (laughs) um which yeah which (laughs) i think the most important takeaway here is it's a human thing right? Mm-hmm. It, it's not a male thing. It's not a female thing. It's okay to know that you can talk about your feelings, no matter who you are or how you identify. It is okay to ask for help. It is okay to break down. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to cry. It is okay to need support. It's okay to go to therapy. And most important, it is okay to be vulnerable with the people that make you feel safe, heard, and seen. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Will Smith for a second? I love uh, Will Smith. I sure. was going to bring that up. Why Patrick, not? Sometimes same freaking wavelength, bro. Uh, that's because <laughs> I love you, and we, we think the same. I love the Smiths. I love <laughs> Will. I love engaged. Jada. Let's let's talk about. I'm not their children so much. <laughs> I think the I think the memes of Will breaking down, even though they got you know circulated. You know, people make fun of everything. The internet is completely yeah. like heartless sometimes, but uh, the outpouring of support that I saw for Will was nice. I think we saw more support for him than bashing him and turning him into a meme. But it just it just goes to show that like it's always going to be a little bit of both. I think people are always going to try to be that suppressive influence to be manly, and there will always be those who fight you know, mm-hmm. to say it's okay to do that. Yeah. It's so just, maybe uh, a policing of genders and then freedom fighters. Hmm? Would What's you say that? like a policing of genders and freedom fight- freedom fighters? Uh, oh, the yeah. two types of people. Yeah, because, you know, I was going to bring up the other, the other side of it, Patrick. I was actually going to say of how absolutely ridiculous it is that people turned this moment into a meme (laughs) into a meme and for those who um for those who have no idea what we're talking about (laughs) you want to pull it up leia really quick no i don't want to pull it up because i don't want to get copyright struck um but it was an interview i don't remember with what company (laughs) but they were doing an interview and didn't his wife say that she had an affair oh is this the whole like okay i've i saw them work it out on the red table is that their their show yeah the other other show yeah but i feel like when she was talking about it will smith you know he started to get emotional and he cried and that that image of him crying over finding out that 
the person that he loves did that to him became a meme <laughs> like that right there is gonna stop a whole bunch of dudes from expressing themselves just the fact that he was ridiculed like that mm-hmm. but uh and maybe that was it's also attention. it's also important to see just all the comments of people not being dicks who are just like bro like lay off will smith <laughs> yeah yeah. So I, I love that a lot of people stood up and was assertive for Will Smith and said, hey, bro, it is okay for you to have these feelings and feel this way and let the world know, like, this happened to you and this is how you reacted. I think the intention was to ridicule Will and tell people it's not okay for men to do this, especially not black men, especially not Ooh. celebrities. Ooh, there's a whole other topic, too. <laughs> so oh, it's, a mi- it's a mixed plate to take away i don't know what the point i was trying to make of will smith was but uh i think I it was the- like there's support out there and yeah, yeah. it's okay to there feel is. these things yeah. no matter who you are no matter if you're a man if you're a woman if you're neither um or somewhere in between um it is okay to go through these experiences yeah all right let's let's get back to um, our show so thank you guys for coming on the lamont and leia podcast it has been great talking to you guys about this um we definitely want to talk about communication more later um is there anything you guys are currently working on that you guys would like to share with us today feeling wise or what do you mean like just in your life or promote something whatever (laughs) No, um, <laughs> I don't know. I have too much going on right now. Just moved in. Oh, uh, we just bought a house up in Victorville. Oh, hey, you're not too far. Like an hour and a half away. <laughs> only only damn place we could afford. Um, it was interesting because my wife's standards and then my bank's standards <laughs> were not, they were not aligning at all. So once we, I got both of them on the same page, then we found a house, but it was a brand new construction build up in Victorville. And I was like, yeah, that's going to have to be the only thing we get because I don't want to up something that I'm never going to work on because the project never mm-hmm. And then uh, it needed to be nice enough to, to please her. So I can Victorville. Um, all right, Victorville. But we're not all the way up Victorville. We're like just up the home path and then. Yeah, I I I feel like Victorville is always like an hour and away, like about an hour and away, maybe forty five. Oh no, it is. Uh, it, it definitely it is. Definitely uh, is. Uh, the home pass is always packed. <laughs> it sucks. And then, depending on the weekends, uh, who's going to Vegas? What's going on in Vegas? That's gonna add more traffic, and it's a nightmare. That's why mm-hmm. I'm up and down the damn thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just unpacking and still trying to figure out what goes where and give it official home so I can not touch the game and forget about it. But yeah, as far as working on things, that's all I got. Awesome. Well congrats on the house though. Thank you. Thank you. So good. Uh Patrick, what you got going on that you want to share or brag about or promote? <laughs> yeah, <okay. clears throat> uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm also moving so I have to sell all my plants in aquariums. <laughs> Damn. 
That's it. <laughs> Somebody buy uh, my stuff. <laughs> I'll do I'll do the plug for him. Uh lit designs, buy some cool shirts. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do they all come with holes in the armpit? No, I just had this one for a long time. <laughs> That's a favorite one, then. It, okay. It's one of them, yeah. <laughs> if, you're lu- if you're lucky, we'll mail you the silverfish that did it. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. <laughs> fish. Wow. All right. Oh, they um, don't have silverfish out there? I don't think so. I don't know. But anyway, okay. um, so... Finally, is there any small message that you guys want to share? Um, doesn't have to be about today's subject. Can just be like a little motto or word of advice, really quick, that you just want to throw out at people. Slow is smooth and speed is fast. It literally works for everything. Everything. If you're trying to build something, the slower you go, the more accurate you're going to get it done. And then you only have to do it once. If you try to rush through it, you're going to mess something up, and then you know you have to restart. Same thing with communication. If you take your time and think about what you're going to say the first time, you don't have to repeat yourself over and over again. So my motto, I, I live everything by that. It's slow, smooth. All right. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. I guess I'll have to say a um, little less time on social media and more time directly communicating with the people you love. Pick up the phone, do a FaceTime call something where you can see their face, hear their voice, and not unfriend each other over disagreements on Facebook that are incomplete communication. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Thanks again, guys, for coming on today. No worries. We're friends of four, right? (laughs) Today's life lesson is... Don't let other people manipulate your emotions. Instead, stay in control. People often say things and do things that make us upset, angry, irritated. We may feel the need to respond. How we respond matters. Exploding on people because we think they deserve it cheapens us and brings us down to their level or lower. Instead, instead of losing control and giving into their manipulation of our emotions, take a deep breath, calm yourself, take as many breaths as you need. And if a response is necessary, respond assertively, which means responding in a calm, respectful manner by introducing or reintroducing boundaries. By not tearing them down to size, you show them that you are more amazing than they gave you credit for and that they don't have control over you. And that is today's life lesson. This has been the Lamont and Leia podcast. Created by Lamont Damon and Leia Nakahiki. Special thanks to our guests, Matthew Ada and Patrick Cohen. This episode's topic was brought to light by Leia Nakahiki. Wasn't this episode both of our ideas? Okay, fine. Lamont can have credit too. This episode was edited by Leia Nakahiki. 
Special thanks to Ingenue for our music. Let us know what you thought of our show or give us some topic suggestions by sending a message on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Did you know you can also watch our show on YouTube? Links can be found in the show description. Oh, and by the way, we're on Facebook now, so make sure to head over to our Facebook and like our page, and you can watch our show there as well. As always, thank you for listening. Be a man, must be as a god. <laughs>